Well, I'll tell you what, I've, I've changed this thing back so many times, I hope I get the right one out. But uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about today, and I know most of you probably don't have the problem. Okay. What I wanted to talk about was, uh, like I said, something that probably none of you have. Uh, I definitely don't have. Putting things off. I mean, we don't put anything off. We don't procrastinate none, right? We don't have that problem. We turn around here at Garrett Street, the business being, probably for the last two years, we have kicked around the idea of... Uh, making a uh, way to show the sermon for the people what's locked in and stuff. And we've bounced it around and thought about it and everything. But uh, we haven't done it. This coronavirus, uh, you know, is, is a terrible thing. We've, we've lost over uh, 140,000 people death. We've got over three million with heads of the virus, and this is a terrible thing, but it seems like God can take things in this uh, thing and, and turn it good. You know, some people will say, you know, well, why, God, why would God let this happen? You know, and it talks about it in James chapter 1, verse 12 through 14. God doesn't tempt us with evil. It talks about, and also it says, it's man's own evil desires, what we're facing. And we know that for a fact today. This virus started overseas, could have been stopped or contained, but it wasn't because they were afraid they would get in, people would look at them wrong. So it was, it just got tore up and a lot of people sick and everything. You know, as I started, we turn around, and I guess you can't tell that I'm nervous. I mean, I've only been doing this for since the 90s, and forgot the way that we do it. You know, I'm thinking, waiting for somebody to say something or whatever, and, and I'm so used to our pattern, and I kind of got started out here before we go. So what I, I was going to talk about was, you know, we're, we procrastinate so much, so easy, and anything that we do a lot of times. Uh, we have talked about doing what, exactly what we're doing now, uh, two, three years ago, maybe more, and we didn't really see a, uh, a reason for it. We put it off. We talked about it later or whatever. And now this coronavirus came up, and we had no choice. We had to open up the doors. And what I mean by open up the doors, we had to keep the sermons going. We had to keep the way that we could see each other and talk to each other. To hear that word preached to us each Sunday. To break that bread each Sunday. It was mandatory, so we had to come up with uh, stuff. We started out a week before they closed the doors. And we saw that the, the virus was getting bad, so some people came in. They turned around and cleaned all the pews, all the door frames, the floor, 
the walls, the railings, uh, pulled the, the cushions off, washed all them, got it all ready, and then that Friday, uh, Mr. Trump says, we going to have church. I don't know what we're going to do, you know. So we had to get on the ball and, and quit procrastinating and get the job done because now it's, always, it's already excited. You know, we turn around, and one of the reasons we've done this is the danger to each and every one of us. We're not a young congregation, not an old one either. We've been kind of mixed both ways. But it would put our congregation in danger. We'll put their kids in danger, or our grandkids in danger, or uh, moms and dads. So we had to go to a process, and that's what we did. We had technical-wise, we had people step forward and and work on it, and work on it, and still work on it. It's, it's, it's not an easy thing to do, and it takes a lot of hours put forward to be able to do this. The same way with the cleaning. Uh, Every song book was cleaned. Every pew was cleaned. We spray it down every uh, week. Uh, we actually got a pump with pumps uh, fluid into the air, and uh, and there's just a lot to it. And I'm really proud of the effort that each and every one has, has put forward. I'm also proud of our congregation to turn around and stay with it. Everybody was in contact. Uh, we was talking to each other. We see each other. Our Wednesday night Bible study is online. Uh, the business meetings are online. You know, this is a, a good thing. shows that no matter what the world throws at us, the evil it's thrown at us, we can adapt to it and work around it. I want to talk about, to me, and to God, the first two commandments, the, big, the best commandments, the ones that God loves for, uh, first. Uh, I have to, I'm bad for uh, remembering scripture. I'll get Ryan to read Matthew 22, 30. 7 to 38. I guess it wouldn't hurt to put my glasses on. Matthew 22, 37 through 38. Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. So we know that that's one of the things he said and what we have to live by. Everything is based, all the commandments is based off of this idea. How we love each other, how we love our neighbors, our brothers, our sisters. In Matthew 22, 39, and 40, that was the second commandment. I have Ryan read it. Matthew 22, 39 through 40. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. These are two very important sections of our life, or our practice at church. Without it, without that base... We have really nothing. But the third, what I, I'm going to talk more about today, 
is in Matthew 28, 18 to 20. As we read it, let's listen and, and learn. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. We have got to do these three commandments. Three things that we need to base our life on. Uh, In a few moments, Ryan will read Haggai uh, chapter 1, verses 2 and 4, up to 4. Uh, I have to laugh at myself. I could not remember. I, I'm, you know I can't read where the darn. I could not figure out uh, how to remember Haggai. And uh, it just kind of dawned on me. Charity writes down there, Haggai. <laughs> so I remember it now. So it's Haggai. It kind of sets up in the Old Testament things what was going on at that time. And where the kings was falling back and forth. Some would stay loyal to the Christ, a God. Some wouldn't. The problems what happened. Let's read it. This is what the Lord Almighty says. These people say the time has not yet come to rebuild the Lord's house. Then the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. Is it a time for you yourselves to be living in your paneled houses while this house remains a ruin? And Is that what we're doing? Are we holding back? Are we waiting for something? Are we procrastination? I guess the best way to put it. Are we doing that? You know, we had to do what we're doing now because the virus came up. So it had to be done right then. Because it mattered the difference of life and death to our loved ones and to people. Well... Don't this do the same thing? You know, we talk about that death is is we turn around and we know that this world can kill us. We know we're going to die. And we, was, uh, we worry about that. But to worry what we need is exactly what we read from up here to sermon. Not that could kill us and kill our bodies, but kill the soul. Other people need to know about God. The only way that they can be saved is our outreach, our talking to them, our reaching out to them. You know, this coronavirus has done a lot to do that. How many times have you worried about your brothers and sisters? How many times have you prayed for your brothers and sisters? Have we called them? We've talked to them? We have doing what we're doing here with masks and everything? We're doing that. Now, the same way, how are, are we spreading that word to our brothers and sisters? Are we asking them when we call them and they're 
worried and everything, do we say, let's pray together? There's so many different things. God could take this virus, this evil virus, and make it for its good for the kingdom. Does he want this virus? No. He doesn't like evil. Evil, and he stays away from it, just not part of him. But he also can take this and make it better for each and every one of us. At this time, I have Ryan Reed, Hagar, Haggai, uh, chapter 1, verse 7 and 8. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. Go up into the mountains and bring down timber and build my house so that I may take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. We need to be building... We need to be going out and gathering. We need to be building God's temple. Now we all know where God's temple is at now. They're sitting in this room. They're outside these walls. They're walking up and down the street. God dwells in us. We are considered temple of God. So here he wanted him to build wanted them to build this temple. They wanted to, that temple had to be built with wood and gold and silver. We need to build a temple with the word of God. That's our wood, that's our lumber, that's our nails, that's our gold. Is the word of God. And we need to be bringing this to God or to the people. And we also need to turn out, and God knew that we was going to need the strength to overcome this. We're, we're weak in some ways, and we need that strength, and we need that guidance, and we need that help to be able to overcome our fears. In Haggai verse one, in chapter 1, verse 13... He says four words which are very important. Haggai 1.13 Then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, gave this message of the Lord to the people. I am with you, declares the Lord. I am with you. He was with his people. He gave his people strength to overcome the things that was going to be facing them to be able to build this temple. Have we heard them words before? And First Corinthians three, chapter three, verses sixteen and seventeen tells us. First Corinthians three sixteen and 17. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. For God's temple is sacred and you together are that temple. Well, he's asking us to build his temple again, isn't he? And using the, uh, the strength that we have and the guidance he's gave us through his word. 
He's built us up to be able to do that. But are we procrastinating? Are we not doing it? We're going to get to it later. How many times have we said, well, it's not the right time to talk to them. I'll do it later. And it's where we turn around and the later usually comes when it's almost too late or too late. We need to get out, hunt down that lumber, hunt down them logs, hunt down what we need. We need to hunt them people, what we love and understand and talk to. When we call them, talk to them about the Lord. At least pray with them. Tell them about what he can do. We are comforted right now. We know that no matter what happens, it's going to happen. But we also know that we're not in danger. Our lives are going to continue to go on. Maybe not in this realm, but with God. Do we want to die? No. I really, I would, you know, I think about going to God and I love the idea, but I'd like to stay around a little bit longer. I feel I got a little more to give to God by uh, preaching, by reaching out and touching other ones, to be able to hold my grandchildren and tell them about God. We've got so much we need to do, and God has told us that is what we need to do. But here we go again. We'll get to it sooner or later. I'm going to have Ryan read Matthew chapter 28, verse 20. Verse 20. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. I will be with you. I am with you. He said it again. His own people needed help and strength back in Hagar's day to build the temple to make him happy, to make him proud in his people. He is with us today. Everything we do and say in his name, he is part of it. How much more strength do we need? I know we've all heard with, uh, if God's with us, who can be against us? Why are we worried about it? Why do we keep him putting it off? We can't wait till it's too late. We can't wait till all of a sudden it's a matter of life and death. Because it's already a life and death. We do not know when we're going to lose a loved one. We do not know when somebody that is going to pass on and we have got the opportunity to go and talk to them and help them come to the realization that Jesus Christ loves them and how he can who he is help us be able to baptize them they need this that is the only way that they're going to be living in that kingdom with the father You know, I hate to look at it that way, but sometimes we have to. If we don't, 
Are we killing them? Are we saving their soul? Is that soul going to be saved because we gave them the word and they could obey it and be with God? We know that that's the only way they're going to make it. What's going to happen if we help them, do everything we can for them, nurse them, but don't bring them the word? And their soul dies. Because we didn't do what we need to do. God has told us over and over to do it in many different scriptures, in many different ways, that what we need to do is touch the other person's heart. You know, I always say it's not us who touch that other person's heart. We are a messenger. But God is the one who touches their hearts. God is the one who guides them. That safeness comes from God, not from us. But we are so the ones what need to be bringing them word. I'm so thankful that my mom and dad, my wife, my children, had a big effect on me following the word. They gave me the chance to be saved by knowing what God wants me to do. If somebody wouldn't have told me, I would have not known it. Think about the ones that brung the word to you. What if they wouldn't have brung the word to you? Where would you be at right now? What shape would you be in? And what shape is our friends in without God in their lives right now? And we are ones that can bring them the word. Love thy Lord God with all of our heart, with all our soul, and with all our might. I believe without a shadow of a doubt that people walking in this room and the people that's listening to this radio loves God with all their hearts. And they love them with all their soul. But are they putting their might to it? Am I doing what I need to do? I know I fall short. And I'm going to strive to do the things that I know that I need to do. You have to decide where you're at right now. I can't sign it for you. I don't know if you have a loved one or somebody you need to reach that's been hard. And you've tried and it doesn't work. Please, don't give up. If my family would have gave up on me when I was little, where would I be? My wife and family wouldn't have put up and kept me on the right track, where would I be?
So today, when you go out and when you talk to the people and when you call them and talk to them, make sure they're all right, pray with them. Ask them it would be all right to pray with them. They can feel the love that you have for them through prayer. They can feel that from you. And maybe, maybe not the first time, maybe not the second time, maybe not the tenth time, just maybe, they'll want to know, how can you be so calm? How can you not worry? This is overwhelming me. How can you be this way? And that way you can tell them. You can let them know what God has got in mind for them. How do we get our peace, what we have? And just like that sheep, what left fold, that 99, that 100 sheep, when he came back, they all rejoiced. Don't you think God will rejoice when that one soul comes again? And don't you think you will too? The feeling that you'll have knowing you help somebody, you help somebody have the peace of mind, the, the love in their hearts and their souls. That's a big reward too. So as we go out here today, let's, let's think about what we got to do. Let's put off procrastination anymore. Let's don't do it. Because procrastination usually is because we got time. And believe me, we don't. We don't know how much time we got. If anybody's here... What's heard the word, but hasn't accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior? Come forward at this time as we sing. I once was lost in sin.